Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about peptic ulcers. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash peptic ulcers or in the gastroenterology section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Peptic ulcers involve ulceration of the mucosa of the stomach, which is a gastric ulcer, or the proximal duodenum, which is a duodenal ulcer. Duodenal ulcers are more common. Let's talk about the pathophysiology. The mucosa, also known as the mucous membrane, is the inner lining of the stomach and the duodenum. It secretes mucus that coats the surface and forms a barrier that protects it against the stomach's content, particularly the stomach acid and digestive enzymes. It secretes bicarbonate into this mucus coating to neutralize the stomach acid. Factors that disrupt the mucus barrier or increase stomach acid increase the risk of mucosal ulceration. So let's talk about the risk factors. The key risk factors that disrupt the mucus barrier are Helicobacter pylori infection or H. pylori and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, or NSAIDs. The key risk factors that increase stomach acid are stress, alcohol, caffeine, smoking, and spicy foods. The risk of bleeding from a peptic ulcer is increased with the use of NSAIDs, or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, aspirin, anticoagulants, for example, DOAX or warfarin, steroids, and SSRI antidepressants. Let's talk about the presentation. Peptic ulcers present with non-specific symptoms of epigastric discomfort or pain in the upper abdomen, nausea and vomiting, and dyspepsia, which is essentially indigestion. The signs of upper gastrointestinal bleeding if the ulcer is bleeding are hematemesis, which is vomiting blood, coffee ground vomiting, which is where the patient vomits old blood, melina, which refers to black tarry stools caused by digested blood, and a fallen hemoglobin on the full blood count. Chronic microscopic bleeding which is tiny amounts of bleeding that can't be seen, can lead to iron deficiency anemia with a low haemoglobin, a low mean cell volume with smaller red blood cells and a low ferritin, which is the iron level. A tom tip for you, eating typically worsens the pain of gastric ulcers in the stomach. The pain of duodenal ulcers tends to improve immediately after eating followed by pain two to three hours later. Patients with gastric ulcers tend to lose weight due to the fear of pain on eating, whereas with duodenal ulcers, the weight is stable or increases. This can help you differentiate them in your MCQ exams. Next, let's talk about making the diagnosis. Peptic ulcers are diagnosed on endoscopy. During endoscopy, a rapid urease test or CLOW test can be performed to check for H. pylori infection. A biopsy is considered during endoscopy to exclude malignancy. Next, let's talk about management. 
the core aspects to treating peptic ulcers are stopping non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, treating H. pylori infections, and proton pump inhibitors, for example, lanzoprazole or omeprazole. Repeat endoscopy at four to eight weeks may be performed to ensure the ulcer has healed. Finally, let's talk about the complications. Bleeding from the ulcer is a common and potentially life-threatening complication. Perforation of the ulcer results in acute abdominal pain and peritonitis, and this requires urgent surgical repair, usually laparoscopic. As the ulcer heals, it can lead to scarring and strictures, which can cause narrowing of the exit of the stomach, causing difficulty in emptying the stomach. This is known as gastric outlet obstruction and it presents with early fullness after eating as well as upper abdominal discomfort, abdominal distension and vomiting, particularly after eating. Scarring and strictures may be treated with balloon dilatation during an endoscopy procedure or with surgery. So thanks for listening to this episode on peptic ulcers. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about upper gastrointestinal bleeding.